And one of them was just kind of interacting with me and asking me um, what I was doing out there. And I was actually again able to share my faith. And he was like, very curious, you could tell. And I remember at the end of the conversation, he's like, is it a good road? Like, is Jesus a good road to take? I think, you know, I think I said something like, absolutely, like the best, you know? And it's just very simple words, but I think profound at the same time. Welcome to the Ask About My Faith podcast, where our hope is to inspire everyday faith conversations. I'm Jess. And I'm Abby. And today we are chatting with Matt Rosine. He has actually been a longtime family friend and has some fun stories to share. He is a creative entrepreneur who loves the Lord and isn't afraid to be bold with his faith. Let's jump in. Matt, welcome to the podcast. We are so glad to uh, be talking with you today. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> well, and we should tell the listeners too that we're actually friends with you, Matt, right? Will you actually, admit I've that? Met, I've never met you in my life. So I don't know any of you guys at all. <laughs> you were my the you were the best man in Jess's wedding. I sure was best buds with with my brother. That's Dan. a whole other story. You know? <laughs> Matt Rosine has Black actually stars. known my husband longer than I've known my husband. Well, oh. not known. I've known him maybe longer, but anyway, he's been best friends with you for longer than we've been married. Which yep. is I was a big deal. Supposed to before you were. So I <laughs> <laughs> actually, wait, no, where were you? How does how, how does that work out, Matt? I'm sorry. I came first. You are ah, second. Okay. <laughs> the anyway. best man be my best man proposal. Is that uh, what happens? Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. That usually happens after they're engaged. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could probably speak to this first question a little bit, but I'm going to let you answer. How would okay. your close friends or family describe you in three words? It's funny. I actually did this once where you like send it out to people. Um, oh, yeah. And actually what mm. what came back the most was uh, genuine and authentic and kind. And actually what's funny is most people describe me like a golden retriever. That's probably <laughs> That's the most fair. common reference. Yeah. I like that. I would add adventurous. I feel like you're a pretty adventurous Ooh. person. Yeah. Come on. All right. I forgot about that. <laughs> part of me. I know you as kind of the traveler and mm-hmm. go-getter and dreamer as wow. well. So I guess I just add a couple. Yeah. Hey. Well, and you've kind of lived all over the the U.S. now, right? You were raised in Minnesota. Yep. Raised in Minnesota. I spent the last year and a couple of months in California, okay. the Northern California, in Redding, and, and then now I'm in Dallas, Texas. Okay. You just settled in Dallas, right? Barely. Yeah. I was here. For, <laughs> I moved here on the first and then I already was gone traveling, adventuring, um, on a video shoot. So. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about what you do for work? Yeah. I'm a producer, um, for video production. So I basically am like a project manager. I help make, um, advertisements and commercials and videos come to life, uh, by basically just managing all the logistics and budget and, um, doing everything from pulling permits. We just filmed, uh, a motorcycle commercial, we had to literally shut down city streets. So we had to pull permits for that wow. um, to mm. set builds where, or, you know, I just talked with a set designer today trying to build a set for a new community, upcoming project. So okay, keeps me, uh, it's really fun, really fun job. And it uh, keeps me definitely busy and traveling a lot. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. Well, and you got to be using both sides of your brain too. So you have the creative juices flowing and then you also have that like administrative, get your details in order. Do you manage both sides of that? I do. Honestly, uh, it's very much hybrid. Um, Hmm. Probably a little bit more 
uh, analytical side, logistical side than the creative side. But um, I think I would die. I've had jobs before, which just (laughs) analytical, and I just couldn't do it. So being able to release that creative steam periodically is so helpful. Well, how about, um, you know, kind of looking back, how did you come to know the Lord? Was there someone that shared their faith with you? Because we're talking about how you share your faith now. Yeah, I think uh, I I grew up going to church, uh, but I just never, it was more so about like, I felt, I think it was more behavior based and just like being around good people than it was actually like a relationship with the Lord. Um, So what kind of happened was um, after uh, my parents got a divorce, and I think that was uh, hard on a kid, it's not hard on any kids. And um, I had a season where I ran to kind of like the party scene uh, to find identity and find acceptance. Um, And it wasn't until towards the end of college that my sister, she was a missionary in Africa for like four years. And so the only way for us to connect was like Skype. um, Mm. If you remember Skype, (laughs) uh, which is like non-existent now, but um, we, so we'd Skype and have conversations, but she'd always lead them back to God. And I Mm. think she was kind of always like that voice in the back of my head that as my life was getting kind of worse and worse, I felt like um, I used to have like this trajectory. I was like a straight A honor student. And all of a sudden now I'm getting like C's in college and like mm. not doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I just c- coming to a conclusion on my own of like, why is, why is my life feel like it's closing in or like uh, it's getting worse and worse. And so I was like, she helped me realize I was like, oh, when I used to have God in my life, not mm. that God makes things easier, but he helps you. He w- helps you walk through things, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think I realized I needed God and I came home from a trip. I went out to visit her. I worked at Delta Airlines. So I got a really cheap ticket out there. <laughs> and um, I came home from that trip and my mom asked me to go to church and I went to church and gave my life to uh, rededicate my life back to Jesus mm. and oh, wow. haven't turned back since. <laughs> so you were a teenager, like college aged? This was, this would be coming up on 11 years. It actually, it just hit the 10 year mark this last fall. Mm. So it was 10 years ago. Amen. Would you say that a lot of that was the conversations you had with your sister and then going out there and like seeing the way that she lived? That was definitely a big part of it. I think another part of it was uh, a girl that I was dating at the time, uh, her sister and now uh, her sister's husband, um, they were also believers. And so watching them and how they interacted also was a huge part of like, oh, I want what they have, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of, there was a couple of different things, but That's my sister played a huge role in that too. Well, and since then you've been such like an advocate for the Lord and like living it out even through your jobs and friendships and other relationships. Um, one of the questions we like to kind of start with is why, why you share your faith? Like, what does that look like in your life? Yeah, I think for me, you know, you if you're familiar with like the fivefold ministry, I think people share and express their faith in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it definitely feels more pastoral. And what I mean by that is like, I like to be a counselor. And so for me, it's usually when somebody's going through something or if I feel something, um, that's usually how I end up evangelizing because I'm like, oh, I'm feeling like this, this person is going through something really heavy. Let me see if I can just sit and... I like to make people feel like they're seen and known. Mm-hmm. And like, I think for me, that's just the way that I evangelize. Mm. And you're friends with Dan. So 
my husband. And, and I feel like I witnessed that quite a bit where the two of you can have conversations, yes, about business and relationships, but you can get really down and serious about, no, how are you actually doing? You know, what's the Lord been saying to you lately? And I appreciate that. I think that a lot of us are shy about going there and you're not shy about going there, at least in relationships, people you already know you can go there with. What about with people that you aren't so close with? Do you feel like you can go there in those conversations? Um, I don't think it's my natural default. I think um, what I, I what I notice myself doing is tending to just disarm people first by just listening. I think a lot of times people aren't ready to receive. And so my job is just how can I disarm them to actually get to the point of like being able to hear. Mm-hmm. And so like I, the Lord's always what stuck out to me is a parable of the sower. And um, for me, because it talks about all the different types of soil and the Lord once showed me because I was like, well, what's what's more important, the thrower or the sower? You know, the person who throws a seed or mm. the person who sows, sows the ground or like tills the ground, you know. And I think I realized that like there's another passage in the Bible. I totally forget it. But basically that some people will do all the work and never see the seed take um, take root or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think it just reminded me like part of my job in this, in this world is like, I might just be a tiller of soil, which means like somebody might have hard compact soil. And if I can help, you know, make it loose, if I can help get, remove the rocks, remove the thorns, I may never actually plant that seed, which is the gospel and see it grow, but I'll prepare the way That's for good. something else. And so for me, I just took that on as like, okay, God, I don't, you know, if I get to like actually share the gospel and I know your Holy spirit will like nudge me, I'll do it. But otherwise, I'm just going to keep tilling ground for other people to like prepare the way for people, essentially. So I like that. I feel like in some conversations that I've had with people, it's like, oh, did I miss an opportunity there? Mm-hmm. Was I not was I not listening for the Lord or, you know, but I guess at the end of the day, maybe maybe my role in that moment wasn't to plant the seed. It was, it was to pre- prepare the soil. I like that. Let's jump in and hear some stories. Can you share a story of when you recently shared your faith? Yeah, I have a couple of them. I would say um, literally was on a my first cruise ever. And we we're at the port city. I think it was Honduras. And we're on the beach. And this guy comes up and was trying to sell me and my friend drugs. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. and I just I just turned to him and I said, <laughs> I just like, like boldly was like, me amor. Jesus Cristo. And he's like, Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. You know, like he, like, he just like, but literally like on the beach had a moment where like, we literally, um, prayed over him. Like mm. he, like, it was just crazy how, you know, I, 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 he assumed it was like, he was so offended that he offered somebody who loves Jesus drugs that he like re- basically started repenting. And wow. then we at, we had a, we were able to have a conversation with him about like, what's going on in your life. And um, I forget the details, but he like told us a bunch of what's going on and asked if we pray for him and we prayed for him. And then he was, a little, he's literally like, add me on Facebook. Sure. Um, no. So I think that was a crazy thing where it actually like paid off to be bold. Um, yeah. And it led to a really cool evangelizing moment. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around how like his response and then how that led to the conversation yeah. that you had, because he was almost like, Oh no, Oh no. What have I done? <laughs> Yeah. And you're like, no, no, no. This is, this is love. This is what the, yeah. Yeah. when I say I love Jesus, this is what that means. And it's not just for me, it's for you. Yeah. And there's like no shame in that either. You know, it, yeah. I love that it turned into a conversation and not a confrontation, you know? Mm. Right. Right. 
I think too, like I'm just thinking of another recent um, moment. I was literally just on this trip last week. And uh, what was cool was there was a girl who like got sick. She was supposed to be one of our talents um, and she got sick. And so we're going to end up having to send her home. And so she was me, uh, she was in my vehicle and um, we were driving back to the hotel to drop her off. And uh, Joy was in the passenger seat and she was just like, Hey, can we pray for you? And this girl was like, sure. You know, like, I think her response was something like, yeah, you know, any good vibes in the universe would be great. You know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then Joy prayed for her. And at the end of the prayer, um, like this woman was like literally in tears and she's like, tears. She's like, I've never had anybody do that for me, Mm, you know? And I think, I think of that as just a seed of like, she'll always remember, um, you know, people who actually took the time to be like, not only like, I'm sorry that you're sick, but like, let me try to pray Mm -hmm. for for God to heal you, you know, Mm -hmm. and contend for him. So I think, I think that was a very special moment. And it just shows like, how in the day to day you can just till mm-hmm. till the soil and disarm somebody yeah. who maybe has a prior disposition against Christianity mm-hmm. or God mm-hmm. uh, to show that like God truly is love in all the small moments. Well, and I love how your partner Joy took it a little further than like I'll pray for you, like bye, feel better, and she's like, yeah, hey, can I like actually pray for you right now in this car yeah. driving? You know that is like a step of courage and putting yourself out there, but is so beautiful. So. When it comes to the workplace, yeah, I know a lot of people that's that's there's there's kind of this tension, this inner tension because we, you know, we have our work hat on, so we feel like we can't pray for someone, maybe when if I wasn't wearing my work hat, I would pray for you. do you do you ever face that barrier? what is what is that like for you? Is that not even a concern? Was it a concern in that moment? Tell us a little bit about kind of the the work hat and how you generally feel about talking about the gospel with someone. No, that's a really good question because I think in today's society, if you were to step out and say certain things, uh, you can be ostracized for it just based on your your beliefs or values. I think as it, it was with anything, if you do it tactfully and respectfully, there shouldn't be any reason why you can't do it. Mm. And what I mean is we didn't just start praying for her, you know, like Joy was like, can we pray for you? Right. You know, asking permission, mm-hmm. especially in, like in a workplace environment. Uh, Cause I know there was another time where somebody like a driver, like bumped their head and hit it pretty hard mm. and was like almost, you know, concussion level, not quite, but you know what I'm saying? Like it was a hard hit sure. and she was like, can I pray for you? And he was like, no, and she's like, okay. You know, like Fair. and she just prayed silently on, on her <laughs> own, but like not, not to him. Yeah. But I think like if somebody gets offended at that, that's just really on them at that point, because you're being respectful, you're being kind, you're literally just asking to contend mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. So I think people need to get more bold and courageous and it's simply, you can do it respectfully, just ask, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If, if they're agreeing to it, you're able to pray right there. And if, if they say no, then you get to honor their boundary and take a step back. I know there were a bunch of little miracles on this work trip where your team was like, is this God? What's, what's going on? Can you tell us more about that? On this trip, um, literally day after day, like kind of these mini miracles were happening where permits that should take, you know, almost months would, would, what we got them in like weeks and weather that should have been raining and pouring, like opened up a small hole just over the air. We were, why we're mm. filming there. Like it was crazy, like crazy miracles that things. So a lot of, a lot of and literally it's somebody like halfway through um, one of the guys who hired me was like, like 
that's weird. He's like, were you praying or something? And I was like, yeah, I've been praying every night, you know, like, I think people, people realize it too, if you're just not afraid to have conversations, because like one of these new guys that I'm working with on these film projects, you know, of course, everyone wants to get to know you. And we were out on a scouting trip and he was just asking me questions about the way I live my life. Mm. And, you know, when, when I was talking different things like about purity and things like that, he was just like, of course, it's not normal to them and to culture. So he was asking questions about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then very quickly realized, oh, okay, so you believe in, in God and Jesus. Um, and then I think as they know, when they know you believe in that, and then they see how your life is set, set apart or different, I think that itself can speak loud, loudly, you know, mm-hmm. because when things just happen for you or like, he was realizing, wow, I can't believe we got all those permits and things like that. I guarantee you, he's thinking like, is that because he believes in Jesus? Like, does he have some mm. special like, you know, and although he doesn't know exactly the story of Jesus or that, he'll at least know that Jesus makes people set apart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the start of a conversation. Yeah, it takes a lot of takes a lot of boldness to start that conversation. I know you have a story of when it was kind of like a swing and miss from Hawaii. Would uh, would you share that story with our listeners? Uh, I was in Hawaii taking some. R and R for myself. Good for which you. never never go to Hawaii alone. Honestly, it's the worst oh. idea in the world. Because it's huh. like it's literally most romantic thing. You're walking around <laughs> like, here's a couple, here's a couple, here's a couple. And here I am. I was single oh. at the time, you know. I'm like, I was like, what did I do this for? This is horrible. Um <laughs> but uh I was riding a bike around the island and I saw this guy have like a seizure and fall. Oh no. Um and so a bunch of guys went to gather him around him and help him out, and they called the ambulance. But I remember in that moment, like I felt the Holy Spirit saying, pray for him, but Mm -hmm. I was too afraid to pray in front of these other people, or I didn't know how I was going to be received and I never prayed. And I felt so um, guilty or ashamed. I remember I was riding my bike and I felt like I need to do something to make up for it. And I, this is the dumbest thing, (laughs) but I literally like, there was like a homeless person that was on the side of the road. And I was like, I have money. I'm going to like, give them money, but they like, they were sleeping. So I like woke up this person. I woke them up to give them money. (laughs) And I felt so guilty because I didn't pray and didn't obey to God. And this, he turned this person turned around and they had, um, I forget what it's called disease on their face Mm. where it was like this giant, like it almost looked like an, like an elephant type nose. Like it was just huge, like growth. Mm. And so I was like, okay, well pray for them. And I just, I literally remember having this conversation where it's like, I tried to stir something up. Like I woke this guy up. I tried to give him money. I tried to pray for him. He wouldn't take my money unless I bought stuff from him. He wouldn't let me pray for him. And I just remember, like I had that moment with the Lord. It's like, I don't know that we're ever supposed to, you know, know, like that, that heart posture of like trying Mm. to make up for something was actually like the total wrong heart posture. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And so I guess it was just something that I just want to encourage people, like make sure that the reason you're praying is from the right heart posture. Cause I just remember after that, interaction with them, I just realized I was like, I should have never done this. This is the most awkward conversation I'm having right now. I just want to get out of here. Like, um, I shouldn't have tried to make something happen is I guess what I'm saying. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Creating it in your like own strength or like out of shame, you know? Yeah. Out of my own insecurity for sure. Thanks for sharing. That's so, that's so real. Right. I appreciate that perspective a lot. Matt, what would you say has been one of the most powerful moments of sharing your faith? I would say that probably one of the most powerful moments of sharing my faith uh, would actually be when I first started my own business, the Lord, um, I felt really called to like honor him first and spend time with him. 
And so I literally went on a seven day road trip with just the Lord. My mom and my girlfriend at the time was basically like, here's a GPS tracking app. You'll always know where I am, but I'm not, I'm not going to be on the phone for a week. I'm not using my GPS for a week. I'm oh, literally wow. just driving and turning left where God says left and straight where he says straight, right. Mm. And just like, it was one of the coolest trips I ever did. But I was like, I just want to spend seven days and dedicate that to the Lord as wow. almost like a thank you for, I'm so honored. I get to like go on this journey of starting my own business mm. and be an entrepreneur. Uh, I just want to honor and thank you and, um, and start this journey with you. And that was one of the most powerful journeys because I, I don't think in a week span I've ever shared my faith so many times um, and learned so much about God. It was such a, such a relational building journey. Mm. It was so cool. It was literally two, actually, it was Second Peter 1, 5. And in that verse, it says, and add to your faith. And it says seven different things. And so each day I asked the Lord about like, and so add to your faith knowledge. And I was like, what does knowledge mean? And he like, he, he was like, each day he literally opened up. And what's funny is like, each day there's like knowledge and then there's like self-control, perseverance. I'm missing a couple, but you get the, mm. you get the picture of godliness, brotherly kindness, love. And so it's really funny because each day the theme or topic that I was asking him about, it really like had an encounter mm. with him that he, it felt like it wasn't just like, it felt like it was a living word. Like he really either gave me an opportunity to act that out or really was able to like learn about it in a tangible way. Wow. Yeah, we've heard this story before. And uh, I'd love if you could share more about you had like three specific interactions with um, somebody that was hitchhiking with a police officer and uh, with a with a guy on a hike, right? Yeah, yep. And so like just some of the some of the examples was um, I think I went to like a, a grocery store or a Walmart to like grab some food. Uh, and I saw this hitchhiker I was able to invite them to, to lunch, to get them some food, share my faith, encourage them, pray for them, and then even um, give them a gas card to help them get on their way to, um, they're trying to get back to like uh, Tahoe, and they are at this point in Wyoming, so a good distance away. Um, and then on a hike, uh, I ran into a bunch of people who are smoking weed, and one of them was just kind of interacting with me and asking me um, what I was doing out there. And I was actually again, able to share my faith. And he was like, very curious, you could tell, because mm. I think he's probably getting pretty sick of the kind of routine with his friends of smoking weed and doing all that. And I think he wanted more in life. Um, and I remember at the end of the conversation, he's like, is it a good road? Like, is Jesus a good road to take? And I think I, you know, I think I said something like, absolutely, like the best, you know, yeah. and it's just very simple words, but I think profound at the same time, because mm. it got him, it gave him another in that moment in life, it gave him another path, another option that he could divert from, you know, uh, just kind of throwing away his life, smoking weed and actually find purpose in God. Mm -hmm. And then um, the last one was, uh, it was kind of funny. It was almost like bragging to myself. I'm like, I can't believe I've drove in like five or six days and not gotten pulled over. This is pretty <laughs> awesome. And then literally uh. got pulled over um, um, by a cop and the cop <laughs> pulled me over and He's like, he's so funny. He was like, where are you coming from? I was like, I don't really know. Well, he's like, where are you going? And I was like, I'm not sure yet either. And I had that moment where I was like, he probably thinks I'm a drug dealer right yeah. now. Like just very confused about where I'm going or whatever. Oh. And then I was like, listen, okay, let me tell you, this is what I'm doing. I told him about that faith, faith you know, like my faith journey or drive that I'm doing. He's like, well, to each their own. And then at the end of mm. it, um, I said, can I, is there anything you need prayer for? Can I pray for you? He's like, well, you could pray for protection. Mm. And so I was able to pray with this officer on the side of the road, yeah. you know, which what you, what we don't know is what if that night something happened 
discipline where he was like protected. Wow. And he's like, yeah. whoa, is God real? Yeah. Like, I'll never know that unless I hear the mm. answer to that story mm. at some point. But I think those are the moments where it's like, you can all the time, there's little moments if you're looking for mm. those opportunities, you know, yeah. like to pray for people. And all on that mm. trip was like praying for the officer, praying for the the hitchhiker, praying for the, the weed smoker on the hiking trail. Mm. Like there's all, there's opportunities everywhere. I think about the story that you shared with the police officer. And I feel like, you know, I'm tempted in moments like that just to see their prayer request as like a, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like a throwaway prayer. Mm. Like, yeah, they're praying for the, um, just, just a very broad, vague thing that of course, the police officer is going to pray, want you to pray for safety or protection for them. Right. Like, yeah. like that sometimes goes through my mind. And, and I don't think then much about the prayer because of course they're going to ask me to pray for that. Right. And so it must not mean yeah. much to them. But like you said, what if, what if that say it is something that they're just, they're just giving you something to pacify you, but say something happens and they're in a risky situation later and it was a throwaway prayer for them before, but now he mm-hmm. thinks back and he's like, wow, mm-hmm. maybe that guy that I pulled over earlier, his prayer actually did something mm-hmm. right then. Right. I don't know. I'm tempted to think that sometimes anyway. And you had to really follow the Lord's lead and trust him when, hey, I'm just starting my my business, but I'm going to honor you, God. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to do it. And imagine all those interactions you wouldn't have had if you hadn't done that. Right. The hardest part too is I really wanted, like on my head, I was like, I'm going to follow the Lord. But I'm like, but I'm going to drive all the way out to California. Like I had that in the back of my head. Like I wanted to go to California. Doing it. And I never made it because I, I was, every time I felt like he didn't want me to go out there. And I'm like, this stinks. I just want to go to Cali. <laughs> I want to go to the beach. You know what makes me think of though is the trip for you was so much about connecting with the Lord and intentionality mm. and you had these amazing interactions. And I think a lot of that is because you were so intentional in listening and praying um, with the Lord versus like in an, like just a regular day where I'm driving to the grocery store. Like I'm not even thinking about who I'm going to interact with or like spending that intentional time with the Lord. So I even take that as like such a beautiful reminder of whenever you're, you know, driving to the grocery store to, to get food, like, um, just be asking God who you can be interacting with. And if somebody needs lunch or the hundred dollar bill in your wallet, like just being open to following his promptings. That's so true. No, that's a great reminder for all of us. I think, I think we underestimate the, the daily encounter like that. Mm -hmm, For sure. Well, Matt, let's go ahead and wrap up with having you share a piece of advice or encouragement when it comes to um, what other people could keep in mind when they're they're considering sharing their faith. Yeah, I think um, the biggest piece of advice is uh, we we have to try to get to a point where you're not afraid to share your faith and you actually want to share your faith. And if you're not at that point, if you notice yourself being like, why am I afraid to share my faith? I think the journey starts within. And what it what mm. I mean by that is like, start having those conversations with the Lord and start building up your own faith and, and your own relationship with God first. Because I think the most powerful interactions I've had is when you're overflowing mm-hmm. and you can't be overflowing if you're not full, you know? And so mm. spending my biggest piece of advice is be honest with yourself and take steps to actually 
work on your relationship with God. If you honestly don't have a, a relationship where you where it's strong enough, where you don't want to um, go out of your way or uh, to say things, then I would just say, then mm-hmm. find a way to fall in God um, enough where you actually, that it is real for you and it doesn't feel like you're doing it out of obligation. Thank you so much for joining us in our conversation with Matt. Please follow along as we continue to share stories about sharing faith. You can follow us on social media at askaboutmyfaith and at askaboutmyfaith.com. Matt's last piece of advice was so convicting for me to make sure that you're sharing your faith from a place of overflowing. Love God and love people. Let's do it. God bless you this week. Mm